Lord Jesus, we want to thank you so much for today. And Lord, we always want to start first with gratitude. Lord, we know that this life we have is not our own, and that, Lord, that you've given it to us. Lord, you have provided us the very breath that we have, and you've provided us the place that we live. Lord, we live here in San Diego, Lord, because you led us here. And Lord, we thank you so much for doing that, for calling us here, and for bringing us together here into this space right now. So Lord, we pray for our night, Lord, that you bless it to us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody. So last week, we started a new sermon series that we were calling The Art of Abiding. Uh, and last week was an introduction where we discussed what does abiding mean and what does that look like? Uh, and what we discovered is that abiding actually means the space that you live in. So it's Im imagine your home, you live there, uh, and that's where you spend the majority of your time is in your home. And so we're talking about the art of abiding, and we're talking about how we, as God's people, get to abide with him. How we don't just visit God every once in a while and talk with him, but God has actually called us to abide with him and live with him forever. Every moment of our days, we get to live with him. Um, so, this is our new series. This is what we're going to be talking about. And what we've also specifically been talking about is how Jesus, as a person taught many things with his voice, right? Jesus had multiple teachings, but he spoke to us. But Jesus also showed us an example to follow in his life. Jesus had actions that he did, and he actually asked us to follow in his footsteps. Not just follow his teachings, but follow in the actual things that he did. And so today we're going to be looking at what is one thing that Jesus did in his life that allowed him to abide in the love of his Father. So, this is the scripture, the main scripture for our whole series. It's John 15, 9. Here's what it says. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So abide in my love. Before I go on, I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, so when, when I was in middle school... Um, I actually was living in Denmark at the time. I was not living here in the United States. Um, and as a kid, um, I grew up in the church, and I grew up in a Christian family. And so I grew up hearing about God and how God changes people's lives. I grew up hearing how God loved people and how God's love was available to me. Uh, and I grew up learning all of this stuff about God. But when I was in middle school, I fell into this problem where I had heard from multiple people my whole life, God loves you, God's there for you, you can talk to God, you can experience God, he wants to connect with you. But my problem was is I didn't experience that when I was in middle school. I heard about God, but I didn't feel him every day. I, I didn't feel him often at all. I was like, I, I actually doubted. I was like, God, are you there at all? I don't know, I don't feel you. And so I, when I was young, actually began doubting that God was really there that he was real, that he was there for me at all. And if he was real, I thought he just didn't care about me. He's not there for me. If he's there, then he's not there for me. Um, I'll tell you the end of the story uh, at the end of this message, but that's where I was as a kid. And what was happening for me is that I was not experiencing the abiding love of God. So just this scripture, I was not experiencing the very end where Jesus says, abide in my love. I didn't experience that. And so this message is going to be about how do we experience that. 
Um, and today the message we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about slowing down so we can take notice of God in daily life. Let's read this scripture together. Luke 5, 12 through 16. Here's what it says. Um, while he, this is Jesus, while he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when this man saw Jesus, he fell on his face and he begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged uh, the man to tell no one, but to go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for proof to them. Now here's an interesting part. But now even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of all their infirmities. But Jesus would withdraw to a desolate place to pray. Now this is such an interesting story because we see in this story, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He had very few followers at this time, so it was just Jesus and a few of his followers that were with him. And Jesus does a miraculous thing. He heals a disease that nobody thought could be cured in Jesus' day. He heals a man of leprosy, and this news goes everywhere, right? So everybody starts hearing about the guy who just healed a man miraculously. And they want to see this guy, and they want this guy to heal them, right? So all of a sudden, this huge crowd of people, and I'm imagining hundreds, if not thousands of people, start gathering to see Jesus, to be healed by him, to hear his teachings, and to understand, Jesus, what, what is this guy about? And Jesus does something so interesting. What Jesus does, instead of taking this moment to preach the new gospel that he had, like he's like, I could preach and I could evangelize to all these hundreds of people that are here. But instead, Jesus leaves the crowd, goes off alone, and prays. And I thought about this for my own life. Like, I'm imagining, what if in this group right now, somebody was hurt, and and in the moment, this group led to that person being healed, right? So somebody had a broken arm and their arm was healed. And that news went through every high school around here, every school around here. And all of a sudden, hundreds of kids want to show up to this thing tonight, all to figure out what is going on. So hundreds of kids show up and all of a sudden, it's like, what I think I should do is I'm like, I need to take this opportunity. There's hundreds of people here. I need to lead people to Jesus. I need to do everything that I possibly can for these people to come to know God. But Jesus did something different than what I I would think he would do. Jesus has this opportunity to talk to thousands of people. And Jesus leaves all of them to go be by himself. And so we need to ask the question, what was Jesus doing and why? Why did Jesus leave all these hundreds of people to go be by himself? It's because Jesus had a practice, and this practice is called the practice of slowness. Jesus lived a life that was slow, and we need to understand that in his life. Um, There's a guy named John Mark Comer. He is an excellent Bible teacher, and he has this really great quote. Uh, And the quote is this. It might be on the screen. That hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life. So Jesus showed us in his life that he practiced slowness. And what this Bible teacher is telling us is that when you read the Bible, one of the main things that you're going to see 
is that hurry actually takes away from your spiritual life, your relationship with God the most. Hurry takes you away from time with God. So we need to ask the question, why is hurry so bad? And why did Jesus practice slowness in his life? Why didn't Jesus just rush? He didn't have that much time here on earth. You'd imagine he'd be hurried in his life. So here's why. Hurry, this is the main thing that hurry does for us. Hurry takes away our ability to see. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're at home and somebody asks you, right? Somebody in your household says, hey, the trash needs to be taken out tomorrow. So if you could keep your eye on the trash all day today, and if it gets full, could you take it out? Right? You're like, yeah, that's easy. If the trash gets full, I'll take it out so the trash truck can get it the next day. Super easy. But imagine um, this day was an incredibly busy day. Right? You woke up late, you slept through your alarm, you woke up and all of a sudden you're like, I'm super late, I need to get to school. So you get ready really quick, you eat your food, um, you hear the person say, hey, check the trash if you can. You're like, okay, I will. And you rush out the door to go to school. You go through school, and at the end of school, your friends say like, hey, do you want to come grab dinner with us? Do you want to hang out? And you're like, yeah, of course, let's hang out. So you hang out with your friends afterwards, uh, and then you get home, and you have all of this homework that you have to do, and now it's all, it's due, and you're like, I have to finish all my homework, and so now you get home, you do all your homework, and by the time you're done, you need to go to bed, right? So your day was rushed. You were hurrying through every moment of it. And what happened because of that? you did not have an opportunity to notice that the trash was full. You missed out on the fact that the trash throughout the day ended up being full, and because you were so hurried, your mind was so full of other things that you need to do, you missed out on what was going on around you. You stopped seeing what was happening. And because of that, you missed out on something. You missed out on seeing that the trash needed to be taken out. Um, and so you're like, okay, whatever, the trash, who cares? One bag of trash isn't a big deal. But let's take this example a little further. Let's say, same thing. You slept in, you're hurrying, you get ready, you go to school, uh, and then you have to get quickly from one class to the next. And you're gonna be late if you don't hurry, right? Um, so you get all your stuff and you start running, um, but while you're doing it, you miss out on your friend who's asking you to help them carry some books, right? But because you're so hurried, you run past your friend just to get to your class. So hurry ultimately, again, took away your ability to see what was going on around you. Somebody needed your help, but because you were rushing to your class, you missed out on helping that person. And you're like, okay, whatever, that's not that big a deal. Let's take it one more step further. Uh, let's say, again, your day was super busy, all the normal things were happening, you were rushing through all of it. But God was trying to tell you something. God really wanted to tell you something. He wanted to encourage you that day. He wanted to remind you of who you are. He wanted to give you a piece of wisdom that day. He wanted just to talk with you. He just wanted to be with you. But because you were so hurried in your day, and you were rushing from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, you didn't take a moment to see God. You missed out on the fact that God wanted to connect with you that day. That God wanted to talk and be with you. And because you were hurried and rushing, you missed it. Now this is a bigger deal. Because ultimately, this is something we want to hear the voice of God in our life. We want to know where he is. But hurrying takes that away from us. And so then, again, let's look at the story of Jesus one more time. 
Uh, Luke 15, uh, or 5, 15 through uh, 16. It's the very end of it. Yep. So Jesus just healed the man, and it says this. But now even more, the report of him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But Jesus chose to withdraw to a desolate place and pray. So now we understand something a little bit better. Jesus had a perfect opportunity to fill his day with plans and to get busy, right? Here is a thousand people right in front of Jesus. They want to hear him teach and they want to be healed by him. Jesus could fill the rest of his day with being with this crowd. But Jesus is showing us something in his life, in his example. And it's that Jesus himself needed to take time to be slow to hear God. Jesus needed that. Jesus needed to go to a place by himself to get away from the crowds, to get away from his plans, just to see what God wanted from him, to be with him, to be encouraged by his Father. Jesus needed that. How much more do we need that in our lives? How much more do we need to slow down to hear God if Jesus needed it in his life? So Jesus took a moment to stop being hurried so that he could see what God desired him to do. So then ultimately, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us here and now? Let me finish my story. So again, I was going through my days as a middle schooler just like you, and I was not experiencing God in my life. I wasn't hearing his voice. I wasn't feeling any love from him. I wasn't being encouraged. I wasn't being given any wisdom. I just felt like he wasn't there. Uh, and I remember um, taking a moment, and, and I felt like this small moment where God was like, have you spent time with me? And I realized as a middle schooler that I wasn't taking time to be with God. I was going throughout my days and just doing what I wanted to do, one thing after the next after the next. And my day probably looked a lot like yours does. You wake up, and you do school, and at the end, you have this free time. But what did I do with my free time? I filled it with fun things. I hung out with my friends. I was on social media. I played video games. I was, on, I was watching TV. I just did what I wanted to do. And none of those things are bad. Video games, they're not bad. TV's not bad. None of those things are bad. Being with your friends are not bad. But here's what happened because, because I was making all those plans, I didn't have any time or space in my day to hear God. I took up all my day with my plans and my thoughts, and my desires. And because of that, God, I just couldn't hear him. And God was there with me. He desired to talk to me the whole time. God is with all of you. God is in your life right now, and God is trying to talk with you. God is trying to speak to you. And what is God trying to say? God is doing exactly what God was doing with Jesus. And he's doing it with you. God is wanting to encourage you like God did with Jesus. God is wanting to tell you that he is there to protect you. God wants to tell you that every day. God wants to remind you who you really are. When, it, when you are being told so many things about who you are in this world, maybe you're feeling insecure, God wants to tell you who you really are. He wants to give you confidence. God wants to give you peace in your life when you're feeling anxious. That's what God wants. God wants to come into your life and be with you and give you so much peace and so much life and so much love. 
But when we do not take a moment to notice because we're hurried, we miss out on all of that. God is there for us no matter what. And he's not angry with us, he's not upset with us, but he wants to be with us. He really wants to be with you. But when you're hurried, you miss out on being with God. So, um, in my story, I wasn't hearing God, and I felt God briefly say, are you spending time with me? And I recognized, no, I'm not spending any time with you. So what I started doing was I started being like, okay, what does it mean to spend time with God? And what I did is I just said, well, since in my morning I wake up and I just start school right away after I get ready and eat, I'll wake up 10 minutes earlier and take that 10 minutes to talk to God. That's it. So I started doing that, and all of a sudden, my mornings, I experienced God in the morning. I heard God encourage me from the beginning of my day, because I took 10 minutes of time at the very start of my day to talk to God and listen to Him. And all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, I'm experiencing the voice of God in my life. I'm hearing Him talk to me, and I'm feeling Him encourage me, and I'm feeling Him love me. And because I felt that, I was like, I want to do that more in my day. Right? So I started giving myself space in my day. I would take breaks from school, and I would think about God, and I would talk with Him, and I'd hear Him talk to me. And at the end of my day, rather than just planning it with all the things I wanted to do, I would take a moment to talk with God, and I would hear Him, I would feel Him, I would experience Him. He would give me wisdom, and He would guide me. And I still did all the things I wanted to do. I still played video games, and I still did that stuff. But because I took these moments where I slowed my life down, I saw God. I experienced God in my day. But because when I was your age, I filled every moment with my plans and what I wanted, I did not see God, and I didn't experience Him. So this takes me to becoming really practical with you guys. When you look at your life, do you take moments to just abide and hear God, be with Him? Or is your day pretty hurried? And let me help you understand something. Hurry doesn't mean that you don't have free time, right? Because if you fill all your free time, like I did, with just stuff, like I watch TV until I go to bed, you're still being hurried. Because your mind is still being active and you're still missing out on things that God wants to talk to you about. So even in your free time, you can be hurried. And what God is asking us to do in your life, all of us have a different level of hurry in our lives, but all of us can create space to be with God, just like Jesus did in this story. All of us can. And that's what God wants. So, to be really practical, some really simple things that you can do, like I did, and I still do. Wake up a little bit earlier in your morning. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you want to do. And take that 10 minutes at the very start of your day to talk with God. Just talk with Him. Say, God, this is another day. What do you want me to do? God, who do you say I am today? God, what are you doing in my life today? God, I just want to thank you for my day. I want to talk to you. I just, I'm just taking this time to be with you. If you do that in your day, at the very start, everything will be different in your day because you were with God. God was working and speaking in your life. And in school, do you have moments or little breaks in, in school where you can be intentional to think about God? Or set reminders on your phone that remind you, God wants to be with you. God is there with you right now. What's he doing? What's he saying to you? And it'll allow you to remember, to slow down just a little bit. You're like, oh God, yeah, you're here today. Thank you. 
Thank you for being with me today. Let's say you finish school and you go home. Do you take a portion of your night to be with God? To hear Him talk to you? Again, guys, this is not about us doing something to be with God. That's not what it's about. It's about God wanting to be with us and us just hearing Him. Us just paying attention to God. This is not about you working. It's not about you doing anything but paying attention to God. God is going to be doing what he wants to do regardless of whether we pay attention or not. But when we slow down, that's when we experience God. That's when we understand, yes, you're right here, right here. So, that's really practical in our life. Um, that's the end of my message, so I'm going to pray real quick. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for today. And Lord... We thank you for the example that Jesus gave us. Lord, that even when he could fill his life with so much busyness, he chose to slow down to take notice of what you wanted to say to him. Lord, I pray that in our lives right now, we take notice of where we're being too hurried, of where we're too busy. And Lord, I pray that you begin allowing us to feel how much you want to be with us. Lord, that we experience that you want to be with us so much that we just want to notice you in our days. Lord, we want to feel where you are and experience your voice, hear you speaking to us, and experience the love that you have for us, Lord. You desire to give it to us, and I pray that we begin paying attention to that in our lives every day. So, Lord, we thank you so much um, for your example and, Lord, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.